What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. last years of the 19th century, that human affairs were being watched from the timeless worlds of space. No one could have dreamed we were being scrutinized as someone with a microscope studies creatures that swarm and multiply in a drop of water. Few men even considered the possibility of life on other planets. And yet, across the gulf of space, minds immeasurably superior to ours regarded this earth with envious eyes. And slowly and surely, they drew their plans against us. Broadcasting live from a tiny studio somewhere in North America. This is Dark Matters Radio Live. Live. And now I give you your host, the Silverback of Ufology. Here's Don Ecker. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Dark Matters Radio. I'll be your host. My name is Don Ecker, and all of it, every scintilla of audio is being brought to you courtesy of KGRA Radio, your contact point to those dusty corners in the dark. And tonight, we've got a heck of a show. As a matter of fact, we got a big announcement coming up in a little bit. But before we get to that, i got to give you another little uh, insight into the trials and tribulations of living out here in sunny Southern California. Now, I got to tell you, it has been a trial and tribulation for yours personally, and you may be wondering why. Well, I'll tell you. Every time we seem to get a little breeze out here these days, our electric company, Southern California Edison, in all their wisdom and experience, shut off our power. Why, you might ask? Well, let me tell you. For years, the folks out here in sunny Southern California have been creaming their jeans with ideas of solar power, wind power, all kinds of power except the kind that actually works, like coal-fired plants, nuclear plants, natural gas plants. So what have they been doing in their wisdom? Well, they've been shutting those plants down. And instead of investing in their equipment, like uh, new equipment and equipment that's getting a little shoddy and replacing it, they've been letting it go. Well... In the several few past years, in wind events and uh, other bad storm events, some of that equipment has broken off, fallen to the ground, 
and ignited all those wildfires you've been hearing about. Well, they got sued, and they got sued, and they got sued, and uh, I guess they got tired of that. So, what do they do? Instead of replacing that shoddy equipment, they turn our damn power out. It's been this past week. <laughs> Happened again. Two days I was without power. As a matter of fact, everybody in my community here getting a little sick and tired of that. Uh, incidentally, this this is my uh, occasional weekly rant. So, thank God in my wisdom, I bought a generator after the Northridge earthquake all the way back in 1994, and uh, it's been getting a workout. As a matter of fact, the one good thing I can say about this, I finally got off up and off my ass, and I bought that five-gallon gas can I've been threatening to buy. Now, I've got several one-gallon cans, and I've got a two-and-a-half-gallon can, but I figured I needed a good five-gallon can, and I finally got that. And with that being said, Tony Kimmery, welcome back to the show, buddy. How are you doing? Well, I... I would say that, you know, I try to carry as many jerry cans as I possibly can on whatever RUV, uh, that's an off-road vehicle I have at any time, because I'm not going to waste precious time looking for gas or water or whatever it may be. So, I agree with you. Well, I, I got to say, that, that off-the-road business is one thing, but by God, Tony... When they shut your house power off, that can be a little exasperating. I can't. We you know, we had that freak ice storm come through here in early October. It lasted a couple of days, but it was just enough um, enough ice, solid ice that accumulated on on branches that uh, it brought a lot down. We were out of power for maybe four or five days, but there was, there's been some places that still haven't got power restored. And, you know, you compare that with the huge ice storm that the Middle East, uh, including Oklahoma, Kansas, surrounding areas, Texas got back, I don't know, 2012, 13, 14, somewhere around there. There was 5 million people out. That's a lot of people. Six months. Yeah. Some for six months. We were out at that time for two weeks. Well, this has been happening, this this power business has been happening all freaking year long. As a matter of fact, they had us all prepped to have no power on Thanksgiving, for God's sake. Now, fortunately, fortunately, we we didn't lose power on Thanksgiving, uh, but we didn't uh, prepare our Thanksgiving feast. As a matter of fact, my wife made a lasagna the night before, and that's what we had for Thanksgiving. And uh, so uh, over the weekend, I, I roasted a turkey breast, but then what did they do? They shut our power off. It was just one second. We're sitting there all happy and fat in the light, and then blackness. Boom. It's out. Oh, I know. Oh, and today we get a notice that um, uh, because of a house that is being built down, well, it's already built, but uh, because they're having to put in a larger 
um, um, not a generator, uh, a transformer to, to carry the load going into that house. Uh, Power is going to be out around the neighborhood for a while because the main generator is right in our backyard. And um, quite, to be quite honest, I've been watching this property for quite some time. I've never seen any competent contractor take six years to build a house, but I do know it's either a Witsick house or a safe house or it's some sort of a spook command center because it goes down about two different levels above the first floor. Uh-huh. Hidden that sounds, in plain sight. That sounds suspicious. Hidden well, in plain sight. anyway, the last time and the time before that, <clears throat> excuse me, that you were on, uh, Tony, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, is our resident COVID expert. And, uh, buddy, it's been getting kind of squirrely the last several months. Uh, Tony, what the hell is going on with this? Well, I had a great teacher. Um, we are beyond the point of any kind of traditional methods that we have been using for the last year, a little over a year. Uh, social distancing, masking, whatever. It's it, beyond the point that we can actually control it. Right now, between one and two people out of every hundred are infected. And they're, you know, there's a two week period where they don't know they're infected and they're infecting other people. I just learned that my brother and his wife, entire family came down with COVID. And he has comor comorbidity factors, and I'm very worried and cannot convince him to go to a doctor or to a hospital. Um, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. All the predictions I have made, uh, most of which are uh, in some form of public record, uh, not that I need to point that out, but uh, have come true. And some, some have come true even sooner than I, I expected. Um, we're still not out, out of the first wave yet uh, because we never had an end of the first wave we it started late kept on going building then came into the the, the our now our fall um, and we're going into winter months we never have had a real uh, curve a first curve uh, we're still in the first one and uh, the virus has mutated a few times it has become more virulent. Um, I really, after the first of the year, I, I, the numbers that I've seen from table talk exercises done through um, um, supercomputers, uh, like the one at NASA, the one out at uh, Los Alamos, I'm just not comfortable talking about those kinds of uh, numbers. But we're in, we're in for a rough time. You know what I haven't heard? You know what I haven't heard, what? Tony? What? I haven't heard anyone calling to take the communist Chinese government to task for this. Now, the economic hit that we here in the United States, not to mention the rest of the world, has taken is 
astronomical, astronomical. Businesses shutting down willy-nilly. Thousands of people that have already died. Thankfully, luckily, most of them have been elderly people. Not that any of it is good. I mean, don't misunderstand, but elderly people. I I understand exactly what you're saying, Don. Pre-existing conditions. But be that as it may, my God, Tony, the the money and nobody has called these people to account. And I sincerely doubt the incoming Biden-Harris administration is going to do it. I I don't have high hopes for it. Uh, the incoming administration, uh, past administrations have fallen down on the job. Um, every administration since maybe 10 years ago has fallen down on the job. You know, we went through the H5N1 uh, scare, believing that it be- could become human transmissible. And boy, did we gear up for that. Then we had AH1N1, and we geared up for it because we didn't know how bad it was going to get. Now, those are influenza viruses. But the problem was it, it, it was just forgotten. You know, the plans were in place, strategic national stockpile, money not only approved but authorized by the, the two forms of legislation you have to have. And it just all went to... Um, you know where? Um, I don't know what I can say and not say on your program. It all went down the, the sewer. Uh, so nobody was prepared. And um, I don't know that, that we're, we're truly prepared now, especially with an incoming administration, if that should happen. I don't know what's going to happen given what the Supreme Court world today. Um, but this is going to be around for a long time, and it's not going to get any better going into, uh, for instance, we just had Thanksgiving, and it was a record-level number of people flying. Now, like I said, there's at least one to two people among every hundred statistically that we know of now that are contaminated or infectious. We just had a record number of people flying for Thanksgiving holidays. So you have an incubation period of about two to four weeks. So we're not going to start seeing um, if there is going to be a huge increase because of the Thanksgiving holiday travel. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're going to start singing it just about Christmas time. And then we have Christmas and there's the travel for that. And all of that problematic transmission is going to carry over into the following early um, uh, spring months. And at that point, that's the point we're going to know whether um, everything is going to work out or not. Well, what the hell, what the hell makes this, what makes this, this virus different than your more common variety, garden variety flus. Now, the flu, okay, generally, now I, I, every year I get my regular flu vaccination, generally somewhere between September and October. And uh, I have been lucky for literally decades, I have not, contracted the flu but the flu runs for a couple of months then it it seemingly burns out and incidentally ladies and gentlemen if you wonder about the flu the flu that we are confronting year after year made its initial uh entrance onto the world stage a century ago what we have in the regular flu is a variation of the Spanish flu epidemic of a century ago. What makes this different? Because this has been with us all year long, Tony, and it seemingly is not burning out. What the hell is the deal with that? Well, uh, a coronavirus uh, is different than an influenza virus. And I'm glad you mentioned the influenza virus because I learned... um, I studied um, uh, virology and infectious diseases under Dr. Uh, uh, Graham Laver, who was the first man to make the determination to prove that influenza viruses came from migratory birds. In fact, all zoonotic diseases come from animals. He was responsible for some of the, uh, the, the earliest and best vaccines, he was responsible for the production of Tamiflu and uh, Relenza, which are influenza antivirals, which have saved who knows how many millions and millions and millions of lives. This is the man I studied under. Uh, but influenza is a different kind of virus. Um, whereas the virus that we have now, which I'll come on, I'm going to call SARS-CoV-2, it is more infectious. Uh, it has a larger incubation uh, time period, uh, which is completely unusual and unnatural in any kind of a virus. Uh, you know, if you get a, if you get the flu virus, you're sick immediately, and you're you're, you know, you're going to contaminate people. But when you have when you have uh, SARS-CoV-2 or COVID, you you're infectious from the point you get it, but you don't start having symptoms until maybe as far as two weeks later but yet you're asymptomatic that entire time shedding the uh, the virus and that's what is so unusual about this particular coronavirus um we've never seen anything quite like it and it has mutated several times of course 
that's the nature of a virus. It's, it's, you know, its whole uh, purpose is to adapt and survive. And sometimes when it needs to adapt and survive, it becomes more deadly. Is there anything to suggest that this is a designer virus? Um, initially, the evidence I saw uh, led me to believe that it probably wasn't. But I've seen evidence since then, the genomic sequencing and breakdown, the, the, the CRISPR system. You can break these things down, and you can see if you know something is, is chopped and, and spliced. It's hard, but you can do it. Uh, and I have seen been privy, or seen and been privy to uh, uh, some of so some of the new genetic uh, or genomic breakdowns of different stra uh, strains, mutated strains of the original SARS-CoV-2, to to lead me to believe that yes, it's it's quite possible that this was a um, uh, designer or hybrid uh, engineered virus and given the technologies we have like CRISPR to be able to really get down almost to a you know, fine point surgical level to you know insert a gene or change a gene take out a gene put in a gene well sure as uh, hell yeah, nobody it, is it, talking yeah. about that Tony um I know, I know. I well, just look at the the media in general. I I mean every kind of media. Uh, I'm not surprised. They're all overwhelmed. Uh, there's there's no niche. There's no subject matter experts. You know, this person doesn't want to talk to this channel doesn't want to talk to this channel and it it's just it's sometimes I just want to go postal myself you know yeah, <laughs> so yeah I know I, I've seen it I've been in this uh, for 40 years 17 years in Washington and it drives me up the wall Well, that kind of suggests to me, and, and I've thought this actually for a very long time, that uh, there are basically no adults whatsoever on campus. And everybody that is on campus are basically winging it. Yeah. I mean, this is this is really is you know Ken Kesey's one floor of the cuckoo's nest. You know the 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 the, the crazies are running the asylum. Well, that's a that's a hell of a uh, a hell of a thing. Now, <clears throat> I guess this would be an excellent time. It's up to you, of course, but this would be an excellent time to. Uh, Tell everybody what uh, what you have planned in the works. Well, and I have, uh, I think, a great uh, ha have to give you a, a great debt of um, debt and gratitude because you kind of had a part of this. Um, 
uh, Bill, our producer, I'm sure he's listening, um, and uh, Eric and some of the other folks at KGRA uh, approached me and asked me if I wanted to um, have my own two-hour Sunday night, uh, I'm sorry, Saturday night uh, talk show dealing with homeland and national security issues in a, in a, a balanced, um, informative, insider way, you know, bringing on guests that I've known throughout the years who, you know, high-ranking level officials, past and present DHS undersecretaries, intelligence community officials, military officials, um, to talk about subjects that are going on that aren't being talked about, that aren't being explained. They're either unreported, not reported, aren't even recognized, or don't even know that, that, that they're there. Which is what I, you know, I had a career inside and outside of intelligence, uh, 14 years as editor of Homeland Security Today, and um, uh, decided to launch Intelliscopes.com uh, as a alternative medium for getting out not only breaking news, but long-form, deep investigative reports, which, um, you know, we charge the dollar ninety-nine for some of them. Not everything is uh, is cost you anything. It's lots free. It's been a little content deficient lately, I admit, but uh, we've also been working on uh, the program and uh, getting that situated getting the logistics put together and what have you. At the same time, we've been uh, putting together a um, uh, an insider's, a spook um, apparel and gear insider's uh, store. Uh, of slogans, expressions, emblems, what have you, on just about anything you want that the general public might not get, but the people inside, and, and there are many, do will get and will appreciate, and uh, we're working on a way of um, uh, deciding on just who we want to uh, uh, donate uh, a certain amount of the, the proceeds from everything to. Um, we're still working on who we want to to uh, select. Uh, do you to, do you still people. have do you still have individuals that will come to you, Tony, and say, "Hey." Tony, we prefer you didn't talk about this, or we would prefer you don't talk about that. Do you ever get that? No, no, I don't. I don't. Um, usually, it's it, it's it's uh, the, uh, the the former. They want me uh, to can you talk about this? Yeah. Okay. Why? Well, this is why it's important. You should know that. I won't explain that. But, um, I get more of that than I do anything else. No, I, I've never been told to hold back anything in my entire career. Well, I got a little uh, story. Fact, I got a little story I want to talk about, but we're almost at the break time. And it involves Tony. It involves a story that I broke. And... Wow. Then 
the aftermath. So I, <laughs> I want to talk about that. And it all happened a little over 28 years ago. Yeah. My God, Tony, the time flies, buddy. <laughs> well, look, I'll tell you what. Listeners probably don't know we go that far back, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what. Let, let's go ahead. Let's take that break. And when we come back, more with my very special guest tonight and soon to be my colleague right here on KGRA, Mr. Tony Kimmer. We'll be back after, uh, how do they say it uh, in, in the real uh, world? Oh, after these words. I'm getting older and noticing that my body just doesn't work as well as it used to. So I like to keep fit as possible by hitting the gym a few times a week. Recently, I started having a nagging bicep pain and it got so bad I couldn't even lift the weights. When I was complaining about it to a friend, he told me about Angioprim. He said chelation helps remove toxins, heavy metals, and cholesterol in veins and arteries that may cause blockages. You know, after just one week of taking Angioprim, the pain was gone and now I'm back in the gym full strength. Scientific research proves the active ingredient in angioprim has superior oral chelation action that helps promote cardiovascular health. So to learn more, go to angioprim.com. That's A-N-G-I-O-P-R-I-M.com. Or talk to a trained consultant. Call angioprim toll-free at 945-882-7221. You'll feel better with more energy. That's 945-882-7221. Or go to the website, angioprim.com. Folks, this is very important information. What's to be said about CBD? AncientLifeOil.com Our CBD is made from hemp and has .003 THC, which means this wonderful product won't get you high. No matter what amount you take. What does CBD do for the body? My hands are tied. But you can Google CBD benefits and be astounded. When you're finished reading you'll want to log on to ancientlifeoil.com. That's ancientlifeoil.com and purchase. Life is good when you feel good. People are tired of pain. People are asking for non-GMO organic products to help them with... (laughs) Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You fill in the blank. Legal in 49 states. And again, our CBD is made from hemp. Ancient Life Oil is about helping people one by one by one. If you wonder how good the product is, the CEO takes it every day without miss. AncientLifeOil.com. That's AncientLifeOil.com. 
Com. Have a great day. The Liberator Rocket Heater will heat your home for free. The highly efficient Liberator Rocket Heater has no moving parts. It's safe and strong, constructed of quarter-inch steel. So like all things made in the USA, it's built to last. Uses any kind of wood, sticks, even scrap in its gravity-fed firebox. And it heats workshops, homes, garages, outbuildings, industrial areas, and barns. Watch the video of this blast furnace stove in action. Visit rocketheater.com. That's rocketheater.com. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now, the Paranormal Radio app. Free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Mainstream media's most wanted. KGRARadio.com. And we're back with my guest, Mr. Tony Kimmery. Now, Tony and I go back quite a ways. Now, back in the day, when my wife and I were publishing UFO magazine, uh, Tony would occasionally, under a pseudonym, would submit articles for the magazine. And they were always well-thought-out pieces. They were always very, very insightful. And uh, we really, we valued those articles. Now, uh, in 1992, I was made privy to a piece of footage that was beamed down from the shuttle during a shuttle mission, STS-48, that took place in September of 1991. And what was on that video was... First time I saw it, damned breathtaking. So I got involved, and there's actually, there's a hell of a story here. But I got involved in researching this, and I ended up taking it to a couple of producers I knew out here in uh, sunny Southern California. One of them, there was a show on the air, NBC at the time, called Hard Copy. Now, they would sometimes have some pretty dicey stuff, but they also would have some fairly hard-hitting things. And I knew one of the producers there. I called him up. I told him what I had. And uh, they uh, had me come down and show them and uh, did a, a segment on it. Well, in the interim, I had contacted another producer I knew on the Larry King live show. I had been on King, now oh, at that time, probably five times. And uh, the producer, now I never met him, but I talked to him a lot on the phone. He said, well, Don, if this is what you say it is, he said, take it down to our CNN studios in L.A., because I'm up here in the Valley, and uh, they'll beam this back, and I'll take a look at it. Well, I did. 
Well, they were blown away by it. So they scheduled this broadcast. And, of course, they had to have the skeptics on the show with me. They couldn't just examine this damn thing and have me talk about it. They had to have somebody there to throw up, you know, a, a turd in the punch bowl. Well, I suggested Phil Class because he was always the go-to guy. But Class wanted nothing to do with it. So I said, well, what about Jim Oberg? I knew Oberg slightly. He was a NASA contract scientist, a former Air Force nuclear officer, which will tell you if you're even a little bit gray matter between your ears, that should tell you a lot about it. And uh, he ended up coming on. Well, we had, to say the least, a very uh, lively show. And as a matter of fact, at the very end of that show, uh, Larry King, in a throwaway remark, said, well, I hope you've enjoyed this edition of Don Ecker Live. And I found out from his producer, he was livid at me because he thought I stole his damn show. Well, what the, the video showed was the shuttle above Australia and New Zealand. This bogey, this object, this UFO, rose above the limb of the earth. Suddenly, there was a bright flash of light and something streaked past the shuttle toward this UFO, which made a violent maneuver, got out of the way, came back around, and continued on its merry way. Well, <clears throat> I'm all happy. I, I thought we did a hell of a job. And a day or two later, I got a call from our contact back in, at the time, Washington, D.C., which happened to be, tonight, my guest. And he said, uh, words to the effect of, well done, I just thought I'd tell you, you really pissed off some people at the Pentagon. <laughs> now, how, how did that come by your way, Tony, that I had pissed off some people at the Pentagon? Well, uh, back then, without, um, I had certain access. Let's just put it that way. And after what you had told me, I thought, this is very intriguing. I think I know who I, I can go to either within our cell or out into, into another uh, bigot cell. Bigot meaning if you're in intelligence, uh, and you have to have assets in other agencies or places, you call them bigots. I know it sounds strange, but it's true. But it means people you can trust in other areas. <clears throat> so that's what happened. And it came back that, um, uh, yeah, uh, this there's something strange here. Um, our bigots, as I identified who, who what they are, uh, said, yeah, there's, you're definitely onto something here. Um, how far do you want to go down? 
I said, well, I, you know, given my um, ability to access certain things at that time, I couldn't go down as far as I wanted. Uh, but the the nutshell of it is that's what I, I I was told at a certain level, which convinced me that what you had originally explained to me was um, absolutely legit, legitimate. Well, I, I guess it's fair to say that I probably was on their radar for quite a while. We're all on their radar. Well, you know, the reason I say that, and I got to tell you, at the time, now we were doing all kinds of articles and stories and cases and people, okay, associated with the field, both pro and con. Uh, I knew all the skeptics, all of them, okay? Anyone that was ever on the national stage at one time or another, I bumped into, or often was the case, more accurately bumped heads with. And same, same with, uh, with all the, at the time, the top-notch researchers and what have you. And I would have people come to me, and they would mm-hmm. say, they would say, Don, uh, have you ever felt like uh, uh, you were getting on the wrong side of things, you were stepping on the wrong toes. Did anybody ever come and approach you about stories you were doing? And I could honestly say, no, no, no. But on the other hand, Tony, uh, I did have indication that uh, I was being observed now and again, if you know what I mean. Uh, uh, Yeah, yeah. But that's a whole different story from my end. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> that'd take a whole. That'd take a whole uh, interview. Well, I I'm sure they know that at one point I had a top security access uh, cosmic uh, top security cosmic access with my duties in the military. Yeah, that was, that was DOE, right? No, no, that was yeah. NSA. NSA. Uh, okay, I'm trying to translate all of the previous code words I know to where they they eventually ended up at certain. But okay, I got it. But uh, yeah, I was I was in the Army Security Agency, and we were running. Uh, well, we were running a lot of <laughs> covert uh, activities directed at the North Vietnamese and and the communist mm-hmm. government there. Mm-hmm. So, so you know. Uh, and I'm sure that I'm sure that that showed up, you know, right at the very top above my name. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I I uh, I often thought that uh, uh, if that's what I originally thought it was, well, this this takes us into something else. Now, three years ago, right about this time, in 2017. Harry Reid, who had just left the Senate, had led the mm-hmm. democratically uh, led Senate, Democratic majority, uh, for quite a while. 
under Obama and, and what have you, uh, suddenly came forward in a presser and basically went on the record stating that he and a couple of other senators were responsible for uh, getting a program initiated, ATIP, mm-hmm. okay, at the Pentagon, which uh, were exploring unexplained aerial phenomena. Yeah. Well, read that, in the, UFOs. In the, in the OSD, Office of Secretary of Defense. Read that as UFOs. Now, <clears throat> that was a hell of an announcement on the heels of a situation that happened in 2004 with a battle group down in uh, uh, the Pacific Ocean and what had Mm -hmm. happened off the East Coast with another battle group uh, that basically encountered unknowns. And suddenly, this subject, which for many, many years had been a subject of ridicule, suddenly took on a whole new patina, didn't it? Yeah. When when the Navy actually comes out and says these are authentic for, um, video, they had previously been classified, and we are now officially declassifying them. Yeah, that takes on a whole new meaning. That does not happen a lot. Well, well, not just with video, but declassifying anything. It's a rarity. Well, you've been in the intelligence business. Uh, When I was in the military, I was in the intelligence business. And I got to tell you, I read into this a hell of a lot, Tony. Now, for... When when you've been in the business and you know what goes into it yeah it's very easy to read between the lines lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Well, I, <clears throat> I found it amazing that for over 60 years, the military organization that had been at the front of tamping down the UFO topic was the United States Air Force. And the Air Force publicly has not uttered a single syllable about this. Now, what do you think about that? Uh, uh, Honestly, I mean, 
I'm not being sarcastic or cynical. Well, I am cynical and I am sarcastic, but I laugh because it just doesn't surprise me. Knowing the way things work, I, I, I'm just not surprised at all. Well, okay. Now, granted, uh, <clears throat> one thing that for people that have never served in the armed forces may not realize there's a hell of a lot of rivalry between the various branches, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, there is. There is. And there's a hell of a more lot so, of rivalry. More so, more so than people imagine, because not only do you have your individual services uh, and their, all their individual components rivaling between among themselves, but then when you get into the special access programs and uh, uh, NSA uh, as opposed to BIA, as opposed to CIA, as opposed to NGO, those stovepipes still exist. No matter what uh, the 9-11 Commission uh, asked for and was supposed to have been accomplished with the creation of the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. All of the same things pre-9-11 still exist. The uh, creation of the ODNI did not really change a whole hell of a lot. There are still rivalries, there's still turf battles, there's still politics. Nobody wants to share with this person or that person. And until we get rid of that and we get back to what the 9-11 Commission actually said we need to have done, um, we're going to continue to face these problems. Well, so thank God we haven't had another 9-11. And it's because systems have worked and they've worked against uh, less sophisticated systems. Well, one thing I wanted to ask you about tonight, and it's something that still, I, I, I've got to admit, I'm still a little flabbergasted about this. I've been banging around in this field for over 30 years, okay? Sometimes much more intense than other times, and I have to admit that in the last several years, my involvement has been much more peripheral than previously. But in all those years, I butted heads with people within the military, NASA, uh, government, uh, people that were intelligence officers. I know that for a fact although they thought at the time that I didn't know that, but I did. And uh, I've never seen anybody in the rarefied atmosphere of this come forward speaking honestly and frankly about it. Now, unless, you know, unless you're talking about former presidents like Jimmy Carter, who admitted... Uh -huh. He had a UFO sighting or Ronald Reagan who admitted uh -huh. that he had a UFO sighting 
uh, and people like Bill Clinton, who tried to get information and went public saying that uh, he couldn't get anywhere with it. But suddenly, we have a former Undersecretary of State for Intelligence Matters, Christopher Mellon, who is allegedly out there trying to break through the veil of secrecy. Now, I got to tell you, when I, when I was confronted with that, Tony, I was knocked on my heels. What do you make of that? Here's a guy that was way up there, knew all kinds of things about the special access programs, and God only knows yeah. what. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's, he's talking about UFOs, for God's sake. Um, honestly, Don, I'm not quite sure because uh, officially his title was he was the Under uh, Secretary of Defense under the Office of the Secretary of Defense for uh, INSCOM, which is the Intelligence and Security Command. Right. Uh, um, which has, a, well, they oversee virtually all um, intelligence. People don't realize that, um, for instance, INSCOM oversees DIA. It oversees all of our uh, military intelligence, counterintelligence components. Um, when it comes to counterintelligence and espionage, it's the U.S. Army military intelligence brigades that conduct the investigations for all of the armed services. Now, that is outside of whatever the FBI or the CIA comes up with, which they have to turn over to the FBI because they're the law enforcement investigative agency. But when it comes to military counterintelligence investigations, uh, they don't have to share Jack Blank with anyone else. And I know that there have been uh, numerous uh, MICI investigations launched, which are still in effect, uh, having to deal with, um, well, the 2016 presidency, for example, because uh, certain people who were involved because they had connections to the GRU, which is the Russian military intelligence component. So if it has to if it's Russian military intelligence, that means American military intelligence, counterintelligence gets involved. Right, right. So there's a there's a there's a lot going on right now, uh, and the military uh, does not have to coordinate with civilians. So there's a lot going on right now. There has been for a long time. I, I was just trying to break it down so that people could understand uh, the difference between um, the military and civilian side, and that you know it's two different things. And whatever the military concludes, yeah, it doesn't mean squat when it comes to whatever the civilian side may uh, determine. And uh, a military counterintelligence um, is really, 
really good. And we have we only have one milita- military counterintelligence brigade in the United States that has the authority to conduct uh, covert uh, operations within within the United States under a finding that somebody is working or is an agent of a foreign power. They then have the capability to, to carry out covert operations within the United States. Well, that can get pretty dicey. Now, you and I both know that <clears throat> by constitutional guarantees, the Central Intelligence Agency is not allowed to conduct operations no. within Congress. No, but yeah. They do. They can't, they can't. Well, they do. There is a there is a loophole. It's a little loophole, but it's. I don't want to get into that. What's the loophole? Um, the loophole is if the agency can prove that somebody they are concerned about is acting as an agent of a foreign power, then they do have certain uh, civilian law enforcement capability rights. Well, that's supposed to kick over to the Phoebes if that happens. Uh, I'm just telling you how... It's codified, how it's codified. And, um, of course, we, we both know, you and I US both law. know the FBI and the CIA hate each other's guts. Um, for the most part, <laughs> yes, they do. Well. <laughs> 9, 9/11, the 9-11 stovepipe problem, uh, problem uh, didn't fix anything. It, it it just because nobody, not even the government accountability office or the, uh, the uh, library, uh, the um, any of Congress's investigative components, uh, the Congressional Library Service, which does special investigations off of the Inspector Generals, nobody has has really looked into all of these things that were put into effect as a result of the 9/11 Commission. Um, honestly, I, we, we really don't know where we're at in, in capabilities to either defend or offend. Now, that's a pretty broad statement for, for, to make, but, um, been in this business a long time and uh, there's just a lot of things that don't make sense anymore. Well, yeah, it's getting squirrely, but now we're, we're very close to the top of the hour break. And I've got a couple of things here that, you know, I, I definitely want to dwell into, but once again, getting back to the question of the undersecretary of state for intelligence, Christopher Mellon, coming out so dramatically and publicly talking about the reality 
of the UFO phenomenon. And, and this is the part, well, that I want to get into after we come back. But a constant drumbeat of this could be a potential national security threat. Okay. And uh, if you were, uh, if you had watched the couple of seasons of the television show Unidentified with To the Stars Academy. I did. I did. did. Okay. Then you know what I'm talking about, right? I keep track of everything, believe it or not. Well, that's that's what I want to pick up on when we come back. Ladies and gentlemen, we are at the top of the hour with my very special guest tonight, Mr. Anthony Tony Kimmery. Tony, stick around. We'll be back after uh, these words. Yeah, Hi, folks. It's trembling times and fear is pushing emotions, which in turn pushes health the wrong direction. Do you ever get an ache because life is uneasy? Try Life Change Tea at GetTheTea.com. Life Change Tea works on your digestive tract, helping to move food through quicker and comfortably so your health is spot on. Life Change Tea may not help with world issues, but it will help with your digestive issues. A glass a day helps keep the intruders away. So, change your life today. Log on to GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. If your health game is off, get on by ordering Life Change Tea. GetTheTea.com. And while you're on our site, look around at the great non-GMO organic supplements. And if you're a sales shopper, go to our specials page and see what's for you. I've been drinking the tea for 12 years, and I'm sure... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Glad for its health benefits. Again, that's getthetea.com. Getthetea.com. The tea that makes you go. A birthday without her mom. An anniversary without her husband. Her wedding day without her dad. These are the days when military families feel it most of all. The loss of their soldier, their sailor, their airman, their marine, their coast guardsman. Families never forget their loved ones lost to war or illness or suicide. Families never forget. And neither do we. We are TAPS, the Tragedy Assistance Program for Survivors. We provide resources, support, and comfort 
to heal the hearts and meet the needs of grieving military families, all at no cost to them. Your generosity can make an enormous difference in the lives of the families of our fallen military heroes. Our military families need to know they are not alone and they are not forgotten. Show them your support at TAPS.org. Welcome to the new KGRA digital broadcasting website, thekgradb.com. Here you'll find great new content, including the KGRA classics, great shows from our archives. You'll be able to see the showtimes and information so you can see what show is currently on air. The on-air live button. So just go to this section and you'll be able to hear the show live with exceptional sound quality. We also have the vault section. Make sure to subscribe to get access to great content and special features. We have the make content for our latest news and events, so make sure to sign up and you can be part of our forum. So make sure to check out the new KGRA digital broadcasting website, the KGRADB.com. We look forward to seeing you there and we hope that you enjoy the new website. Now you have the inside contact for alternative talk radio, the planet. KGRARadio.com And we're back with our number two with Mr. Tony Kimry. Tony, before we uh, went to break, uh, I, I there's a couple of things that I really want to bounce into, but uh, to my satisfaction... Okay, and since I'm hosting the show, it's got to be my satisfaction. I really am not. <laughs> I really am am not uh, uh, quite sure where you're coming down on on Mellon, Christopher Mellon. Now, here's a guy who was one of the uh, the top guys in government that has ever come forward. And uh, and spoken frankly about the UFO thing. What do you attribute that to? Now, the thing that I was mentioning when uh, you you said, "Yeah, I've watched Unidentified." Every program they seem to continually beat the drum on a potential security threat. Now that that's a security threat that would affect. Not only the United States, if in fact that's what it is, but world security. Now, uh, I find it after 70 plus years of military intelligence, governmental denial of the UFO phenomenon. Suddenly, here's some people that are up there. Now, I, I looked at this from not only the standpoint of my military intelligence background, but my law enforcement background. I tried to read all the wrinkles into this. Now, to me, that would suggest only one of several possibilities. Number one, they are they, the powers that be, whomever, are aware of a potential major... Oh, what incident, something coming down the road. And this was a way to begin to prepare the public. Or number two, this is one hellacious 
God only knows what the what the end game disinformation program might be, or they're possibly simply flailing about in the dark, which I don't uh, I don't accept that. So, what do you what, what what's your readout on this? Well, they're, they're certainly not flailing around in the dark. Um, I, I guess if I would have to be honest, I would say it's either going to be one or it's going to be two. How does the evidence for either one uh, stack up against the other? Um, uh, Mellon was the, the undersecretary uh, for the Army Intelligence and Security Command which is a little different than the way some of them have described him. Um, has very specific responsibilities and duties. Um, it could be, well, if I was going to guess in this direction, I would say it is uh, a highly, highly uh, uh, sensitive, compartmented code word or code-worded, um, offensive, defensive weapons capability, and that we have, or, or that it was leaked out through what I, we, we called uh, overt covert operations to let our adversaries know this is what we really have. Don't blank, blank us. That's one way. The other thing is, okay, let's say it's something that they don't know about, but they're expressing it in a way to indicate that they really do know a lot more about it. Um, now, I guess that's where you get into the, um, the hypotheses that it's something that um, we don't know anything about, they don't know anything about, I find that hard to believe, uh, given uh, how long this has been going on and the, uh, the instrumentation or, or measures and signals intelligence capabilities that we have uh, couldn't have produced some sort of confirmative information, uh, even within a classified environment, that would say, okay, no, no, this is not a natural phenomenon. This is, uh, this is something else, or this is this. Is this. Uh, those are the only two scenarios I can think of that, that work. But yet, with his... If that makes any sense. With Mellon's former position... I would have to believe that he has knowledge of things that, you know. Absolutely no, he does. Absolutely. No, no, nobody. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that he, that, that, that he doesn't. No, 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 no. Let me, let me finish my thought. Yeah. Let me finish my thought. That I'm surprised he has come forward. And somebody hasn't grabbed him by the shoulder and said, hey, Chris, you know too much. You can't go out there like this. 
Well, that's because it's a coordinated campaign in which he is actively involved. Otherwise, they would not have let this happen. That's not the way these things work. These things are highly coordinated. And if there's any hint that something's going to go off the rails that nobody knows about or has approved, it's not going to happen. So this was highly coordinated for a specific reason. Now, I'm not sure what the reason is, uh, but this would not have happened if it was not sanctified at the highest level, confirmed, choreographed, probably gone through um, who knows how many incarnations of um, delivery and experimentation and camera work. It, these are almost Hollywood productions. What about his buddy, Lou Elizondo? I have a lot of questions about that man. Such um, as? He just kind of came out of nowhere. No one I know uh, in intelligence who have a level of clearance and a reason to know to, to look into his uh, background and file uh, has found anything. Well, supposedly he was involved in, uh, and I'll probably get, a, I'll probably get a phone call tomorrow morning, uh, re uh reminding me that I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, hell, nobody wants to call me. I don't understand that. I never get a phone call. So, you know, I don't know if I'm doing anything right or not. Hey, speaking of weird stories, another weird story came out of the ether earlier this week. And as a matter of fact, I had a call. Uh, would have been either Tuesday evening, actually, yeah, late Tuesday evening or Wednesday evening. It was pretty late, later than I ever get phone calls in, unless it's a family thing around 10 o'clock or, or before you go, or, or before you go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I get a phone call close to 10 o'clock. And uh, p.m., 10 p.m., and uh, I looked at the caller ID. It was a very high-profile person that I know, and uh, I answered it, yeah, hello. He said, Don, I've been trying to reach you all day. Well, that was right after the power came back on, okay? Because we, we had been almost two days with no power, and my phone goes out. When, when we don't have any power. And I said, well, yeah, what, what's cooking? He said, hey, look, he said, what have you heard about that Israeli scientist? And I got to say, Tony, I didn't have a clue what the guy was talking about. And I said, uh, I don't, don't know anything about any Israeli scientist. He said, uh, this guy said, uh, well, uh, I said, look, Remember, I just told you I've been I've been been out of the loop for a couple of days because of power issues. Well, he said, 
This Israeli scientist came out of the woodwork, had been very highly placed in the Israeli uh, Space Security or Space Agency, and uh, he's made some outrageous announcements. And I said, like what? Well, like, for example, and President Trump is aware of this, that uh, there is at least one group of extraterrestrials here that are working hand in glove with uh, some NASA astronauts. As a matter of fact, these extraterrestrials have some underground bases on Mars. And immediately, I got to say, Tony, my bullshit indicator began to ring. And I said, bases on Mars. Yeah. Well, uh, okay, what are they doing there? And, of course, no indication if this is true, whether we got there on our own or these alleged ETs took us there. Uh, but they're there working with uh, extraterrestrials, and extraterrestrials are living right here on Earth, passing among us unnoticed. And I said, well, who in the hell is this guy? So the next day, I did a lot of digging on the Internet. Found out this guy is real. His name is Hayam Eshed. Uh, apparently, he was very highly placed in the Israeli government. Uh, what do you know about this? Uh, actually, I do know uh, some about it. He is, he is a highly respected um, uh, Israeli um, military member. I'll just say that. Um, I really haven't uh, closely uh, read everything or everything he's presented, but I do know who he is um, and that he is very well respected among a lot of people. Uh, at least that is, is my understanding from when I uh, spent time in Israel uh, with the Israel uh, Defense Force back in 2007. And there were a lot of names that popped up. And he, his name was, it was, it carried a lot of respect. I mean, I I heard it mentioned in conversations. Like he it, was involved yeah, with yeah. nuke with nukes, right? Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just like the new uh, guy that suddenly you know <laughs> the Iranian top nuclear guy. Where is he? Well, they so, just lost one, I believe, not long ago, didn't they? They, well, just recently, they lost the top. Uh, the Iranian regime lost their top nuclear physicist. And this is on top of uh, over a number of years having lost uh, all their top uh, uh, nuclear uh, weapons proficient experts. There's a lot of things going on right now. And 
Um, yeah, but for yeah, a guy of this stature to come out with such a, on the surface, outrageous story uh, that not only are ETs real, ETs are here, passing apparently as regular human beings. These ETs have bases on the planet Mars. American astronauts are there. I mean, you know, if if this if any of this would even be real, I find it astounding that this guy is still breathing. Yeah, true, true. I, I absolutely agree. Uh, you know, what I was saying was he does have a lot of respect. I was not saying that I believe what he's saying. It could be that that he is simply performing a designated mission, uh, the objectives of which I. I haven't really tried to psychologically or psychiatrically or sociologically uh, break down uh, because you know, things like this fall into the category of psyops. And it's a very refined thing that all kinds of special forces from all kinds of countries use. Um, so I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't think he's actually talking about, you know, what the real thing. He's, it's, it's being put in a different context, uh, I think, deliverable to a specific uh, group of people who can decipher exactly what it is they're saying. And that comes down to like nation to nation, political intrigue stuff. So in other words, a long, a long term, a long term psychological operation. Uh, not necessarily a long term. It could be short term. It's the same thing as what we call a, de a demarche. You know, if uh, let's say a foreign government does something that pisses off the state department, uh, the State Department will issue a demarche, which is a private back-channel uh, scolding or a slapping of their wrist saying, don't do this again. And if you do, give us advance warning. Uh, they use those kinds of demarches all the time as, as a back-channel way of slapping one another around um, <laughs> uh, because they don't want it public. They don't want it smeared you know, out, out in front of the public. You know, there's this big slapping contest going on between you know, this nation and the United States or the United States and these other nations. But, but that's what happens. That's how it's dealt with behind the, the scenes. Yeah, but the idea of UFOs, extraterrestrial intelligence, et cetera, that, that is so still outrageous that uh it, it, it is i um like i said i i have not uh had enough information or data uh to even begin to to try to think okay what okay okay if this is terrestrial and it's something that our government is doing what is the reason behind it? What are they trying to achieve? Because there's always some sort of uh, psychological or intuitive or, or mental, or there's some sort of reason that they're doing whatever it is they do. And what the problem is figuring out 
what that is and what it's capable of doing and then extrapolating for that, okay, what is that going to end with? Right. But that's why I'm glad I'm not uh, <laughs> uh, back in back in government, which I had a chance. I had an opportunity to go back into recently, and I I, I declined. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and it, uh, it was it was on security. I but, but uh, no, I did that. And I said, no, 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 no. You're my my um, sponsor, and you're going to retire at the end of the year. No, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not okay, let me that. let me tell you. Let me tell you what I have gleaned from many different sources over the years. All right, and and uh, I'd be interested in your take on it, but. Over the years, you know, I have heard, as you might imagine, Tony, so many different stories, claims, and what have you. Uh, my my mind begins to uh, spin when I think about it. But it boils down to this, that there are at least five, perhaps six various groups, different groups, of extraterrestrials that have come by here, planet Earth. Now, are we just off the freeway, so to speak? I have no idea. But let, let's, for the sake of argument, say there are five or six groups that come here. One or two of those groups are very favorably... Uh, you know, favorably inclined toward planet earth a couple of groups are indifferent but benign and there is one group that for whatever reason to use the parlance of the street they have quite a hard on for human beings now no idea why or anything else now if any of that is true, okay, it's obvious, at least overtly, that none of these groups have involved themselves, at least on a public level, toward humanity. But when you hear stories like that, do you just file them away? Do you think, well, there's a possibility some of that might be true? Or it's quite frankly all Looney Tunes. Um, I have uh, quite a few shells of terabytes of uh, backup drives of, of all kinds of stuff. Um, just to say that um, I am more of a proponent of the. Um, the hopeful prime directive of Star Trek that if a civilization, technological civilization has not yet achieved um, warp drive as it's quantumly and theoretically uh, 
uh, expounded, then you leave them alone. Um, So I have no doubt that there are, um, who knows how many hundreds of billions or trillions of civilizations have existed. Um, We can't even hardly get our minds around the fact that uh, the cosmos is infinite. Infinite. It just keeps going. I mean, it's hard to grasp. So um, I think that there, you know, obviously there's been a, a, an enormous amount of time for civilizations to grow and grow and grow and, and become huge. And I would hope that they would act somewhat along, somewhat along Gene Roddenberry's original uh, premise that, you know, until they are able to become an interplanetary species, we're going to leave them alone, but yet we we can still monitor them and interact, blah, blah, blah. Um, That's the only way I can answer it. Well, we, we are in a galaxy, one galaxy out of countless billions of galaxies throughout the uh, oh, and, and universe. Wait till the, wait till the James Webb uh, telescope comes online. You think, oh my Hubble, God. you think Hubble was extraordinary. Wait till the Webb uh, comes online. There, there will be a, a huge, enormous advancement in exoplanetary um, understanding and exploration in, in high definition. Well, my, my point was that just our galaxy, if we had the ability and Hey, who the hell knows Tony today? We might, it would be deep black, but, uh, who knows what in the, in the world might be flying around up there that, uh, that we have right now that we're not aware of. And, and I don't uh, scoff at that notion, but even if we had the, the ability to travel speed of light, it would take us 100,000 years to fly from one end of this galaxy to the other. That's, that's if a lot of. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a that, lot of that's if that's if you're yeah that's if you're flying at the speed of light. Now, I mean, I guess the basic theory of uh, warp drive is that you're able to build a, uh, for a better way of putting it, a, a super cavitating bubble around your craft, so that you're able to just move through time and space quickly without any um, obstacles. Uh, That's basically what uh, warp drive is. Right. So you you actually are able to travel much faster than the the, the speed of light. 
and of course, you know, you get down into, into quantum uh, theory and entanglement, you realize that these things do exist, you know, that uh, at that level, everything breaks down and everything that we can think of uh, really can't happen, blah, 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 blah. Uh, we're, I don't know, we're part of, of an immense, an immense um, cosmos that is filled with wonder and curiosity. Well, just looking at the videos that the Navy released of those unknowns, their flying capability, the fact that they can vastly go beyond the speed of sound with apparently no ill effects, silently, they can, uh, the, the medium of water does not seem to be a problem to them. They can go into the water. Uh, I've had people on this program before, as a matter of fact, who had been working with the Navy on some project a number of years ago. And uh, he was on board a submarine when one of the communications people detected a, I believe the term was fast mover, something in the water going apparently hundreds of knots through the water. Okay, something that we don't have the capability of doing. And when he reported it to the officer, uh, the duty officer, the guy basically said, bury it. Okay, later this guy went to a senior flag rank naval officer that he knew, and he asked him about it. And the guy said, well, that's something we can't talk about. So apparently, it's it's known, okay, <clears throat> they've encountered it before. So that, that seems to describe a technology that if things took a bad turn, we couldn't do a damn thing about. Uh, I, I don't disagree. I mean, if if they're capable of doing what they're doing, well, then they're capable of having uh, an equ an equivalent. Um, well, that's not the right word, but an equivalent capability for uh, offensive and defensive technologies, uh, depending on what their intent is. But they can certainly uh, overwhelm our capabilities. I mean, uh, I've always said, you know, technologically and even even Homo sapien like, we're just barely out of the cave. You know, somebody just blows up a, a big EMP bomb above the United States. Hey, we're all back to the Stone Age. And an alien civilization, if they were hostile or intent, or hostile intended, that couldn't do that. I, I no. I, well, I, just just I, imagine. I, I find it implausible. Just they imagine. Do it. If if let's say we had a an F eighteen Hornet pilot suddenly transported to nineteen forty three. 
with his with his uh, aircraft and weapons load. I mean, <laughs> uh, he could clear the sky of of the most advanced aircraft of the day. Yeah, and they couldn't and do a thing. There was uh, there was actually a movie uh, to that effect uh, years ago. Um, I forgot what it was, but an uh, airport. I mean, a uh, uh, aircraft carrier was transported back then, and they had the ability to, you know, save save everything. Uh, but timelines didn't allow that to happen. But what if they did? Would you have to put into effect uh, times time police? Um, uh, I mean. Well, somebody sent a question. Throwing a little little pebble, if you go back into time and you throw a little pebble into a water, a puddle of water or a lake or whatever, is that enough to change the complete timeline from then on? Or uh, Um, uh, uh, an alternate timeline oh exactly exactly and i i believe that uh, alternate timelines happen all the time it just depends on what decisions you make quantum uh, quantum theory quantum mechanics uh, clearly i you know outlines all of this as 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 more than than uh, realistic I had a question come in from our chat lounge that Bill had sent me a bit ago. And uh, this is from one of our chat lounge users uh, going by the handle of eternal being. And this is the question. Who in America governs, Tony, the values for the idea of national security and dictates to the president which of them apply to the moment of pressing the button. Uh, okay. Um, read that back to me. Who in America governs the values of the idea of national security and dictates to the president which of them applies to his moment of pressing the button? Well, pressing the button, I'm presuming... They're talking about the nuclear option. That yeah, would be, yeah, the that would be yeah. imminent yeah. Uh, national security, wouldn't it? Threat. Uh, yeah, it would be. Well, the, the the person who carries what's called the football uh, doesn't have that authority. No, no. Uh, there are only two other exceptional authorities that I am familiar with from my experience. Um, that would be, the first would be, um, who, who, I'll, for my, for my time, uh, Alice in uh, the looking glass. Um, the other would have to come from, I will not, a, a position within the, um, Joint, the joint thing between the Joint Chief of Staff and the Secretary of Defense, and that's all I can, as far as I can go. 
I don't know if that answers the question or not. But well, the looking glass, are you referring to the aircraft? It's, it's the National Airborne um, Control Center that the president can be on. Uh, it is. It, it does accommodate the president. Uh, in fact, the Air Force has its own special operations group that, that uh, goes with it. Uh, because uh, that group also handles all the gray aircraft uh, flown, the, the generals and dignitaries and, and what have you uh, use that are not military designated. And there's a special special operations group that goes with them. I won't name who they are. Uh, and sometimes they're des- they are designated to um, Air Force One. Well, if something would happen where the president and the vice president and the speaker were all incapacitated. Who would take over at that point? This group? Uh, no, there is a, there's a line of succession. Um, I can't relate the entire line of succession, but, uh, it goes from the president to the vice president to the uh, speaker of the house, uh, the Senate pro temp. Um, I believe it's the secretary of defense, then secretary of state. And then it just goes on down the line, um, until you can <laughs> hopefully find one of them alive, depending on what happened to create this mat, this mess. Um, and that person is then sworn in as the acting uh, president of the United States. And then we're in a deep bucket of caca, aren't we? Um, I would recommend people watch uh, a movie. I think you can watch it in its entirety now on HBO, uh, not HBO, but uh, uh, YouTube, um, by Don's Early Light. Uh, that's kind of familiar, but I don't recall it. It has to do with, uh, this is towards the very end of the Cold War. And Russian separatists launch a missile from uh, inside NATO boundaries towards uh, a Soviet or a Russian city. And their computers automatically respond to send out a wave of attacks towards the United States because the computers assumed it came since it came from the NATO region, it was a first strike by the United States and NATO, and it wasn't. And the whole thing after that has to deal with trying to uh, bring this thing down. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, it's uh, Martin Landau, Academy Award winner, plays the president. It has uh, uh, James Earl Jones. It's just packed with um, great actors. And I'm not going to give the, the spoiler to it, but it makes sense. Uh, Jeremy McGavin. He ends up being the president, <laughs> the last person in line of succession, as the interior of uh, Secretary of Interior. Very hardline, anti-communist. So, yeah. 
Well, <laughs> God, you know, it's, it's when you stop and really think about it, and I lived through it, you lived through it, uh, there were so many times something could have happened that might have tipped the apple cart over. I, I still recall when I was uh, in seventh or eighth grade during the Cuban Missile Crisis, and my God, every everybody, you know, basically thought, uh, well, we were. We were on the brink of nuclear annihilation. It was... Uh, we were, absolutely. It was a horrifying time. Uh, no wonder so many people in, in our generation are screwed up. I mean, <laughs> I mean you, you know... I, I remember going through you know, the duck and cover, get under oh. the desk, and you know, and I'm kind of like Lewis Black, thinking, why am I getting under a? Uh, I'm getting under tender. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to deal with a big ball of fire, and I'm I'm ducking under tender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a bucket! <laughs> what a bucket! I and but. Something interesting out of that. They they did produce, I forget what it was called, but it was uh, a nuclear emergency um, evacuation route plan for a lot of big cities. And they eventually gave that up. And if they had kept that in effect just for any emergency, uh, they wouldn't have had the problem that they did with that uh, last ma- the major hurricane in in, in um, southern Texas, Houston area, you know, where you saw the lines of cars and you couldn't get any gas, and people were just stalled everywhere. Right. If if, the, if they had maintained that, uh, which fell under the continuity of operations of government plan, um, it would have worked. It just shows you the stupidity of not even thinking ahead that, well, we may not have a nuclear um, war, but we could have a big damn hurricane, or we could have a a major earthquake. Maybe we should keep these plans in effect. It's just, that's what I dealt with, still deal with. Well, right now, on your notepad, what do you currently see as one of the most important problems facing us today? The COVID thing, the possibility of uh, nuclear terrorism, the, uh, you know, uh, the possibility of... Uh, of, of factionalism tearing the United States in two with civil unrest. What do you see, Tony? What 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 is on the top of your list? Uh, what I see is um, factionalism uh, in the United States uh, between the warring political parties. Um, Possibly even, uh, I dare say, um, martial law 
either on a regional or national level, um, individual states or even individual states and and, and combines uh, sending out their National Guard, their whatever military they have, which they commandeer, um, almost like a civil war. I don't think we're going to see um, the the military come out and and, and take sides. Uh, you know, well, I mean, sides meaning we're going to go after the liberals, or we're going to go after the right, or we're going to go after this. I see them also faction, factionalizing. You know, okay, we're going to believe these. We're going to take orders from this person, or we're going to take orders from this person. I hope it does not come to that, but that's the only logical thing I see happening, uh, unless um, people can just c- calm down, come to their senses, and uh, let things work itself out until we know where we're at. But I don't think that's going to happen. Well, I got to say, I've never in my in my time on this planet, my lifetime, I have never seen things as even in the 60s. OK, before I, I left for the military and, and Vietnam, ultimately, I never saw things quite this bad. I, I never have. Oh, no, no, no. I, I have. I was 17, spent 17 years in Washington and, uh, you know, now, from Iran-Contra to whatever it was that was going on when I left, well, post-9-11, I have not seen things quite this crazy. Uh, politically, um, and, and every other way. And I just don't see good things happening from it. I, uh, you know, with the Supreme Court ruling today, I, I don't know where the arguments are going to go. I don't know what's going to happen, Don. I really don't. We're facing, we are, un, we are in uncharted territory. And the Supreme Court basically said today, we understand that, and well, we don't know what the fuck to do. Excuse my language. <laughs> but that's what it's come down to. Okay, let because me because we have uh, never been we've never been in this position before. Let me go let me go to the other side of town, metaphorically speaking. Let us say that uh Hayameshed was telling it straight that there are ETs here that at least one group we are working with and that there are ETs living among us, okay? For the sake of the argument. And this became public knowledge. Where do you think the public would come down on that? Would they freak? Well, there would certainly be Uh, a certain element. Well, 
I, I would hope that the ETs wouldn't tell the public and that we could just all kind of take off together and get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my ultimate expo- uh, uh, um, d- uh, statement. Uh, if it came down to the other, I don't know. I, I have been around so many different demographics of people and in large herds, as I refer to them, that I don't know how they would react. Everyone would re- every tribe uh, of these different herds would react differently because they, you know, they're, they're within their own the tribe. They have their own uh, ideology, their own philosophy, their own psychology, their own language, probably their own ideologies. I don't know how they would come down. Uh, it would it would just be a, however that particular tribe comes down based on uh, what I just said. Uh, otherwise, I would hope that the, that our friendly friends would just say, "Yeah, we're not going to put you through that. We're just going to, you know, use your RFID chip, beam you up, and we're going to get you out of here." That'd be a hell of a lot of beaming up. Yeah, but it would be a lot easier, I think, than uh, uh, dealing with the other. A bunch of screaming idiots running around, you know, not knowing what they're doing. Well, we saw that this year in Portland. We saw that in uh, Seattle. We saw that in Milwaukee. And uh, I, I noticed that, for example, just those three towns, those three cities, that the adult supervision was noticeably uh, lacking. Yes, until until, uh, the end of those terms, um, and then they started, which the media didn't really cover very well, uh, but they started caving in and giving in and making concessions and, you know, you know, sending police in and getting control. But that took place quite some time after everything we saw. And the media just didn't seem to want to cover all that. Well, they, they covered very, very little of it. If any, uh, uh absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I got to say that, you know, my feelings about journalism, which, quite frankly, have never been that high since Vietnam, since I saw how they uh, reacted to uh, uh, the war, they were agenda-driven then. And my God, Tony, that's been 50 years ago. Uh, I know. And it hasn't, it hasn't gotten noticeably better since then. If anything, it's gotten a hell of a lot worse. Oh, uh, I, I can't even understand or believe the journalism of today. I mean, whether it's anchors or just straight news, which seems to quickly, uh, exit into talking heads and you don't know, okay, are we still, are we still in the straight news section or are we now in the uh, editorial page section? Uh, 
Um, it, it offends me. It offends me. Having come up, um, you know, working as a, uh, just a regular daily reporter for a, a small town daily newspaper, you know, like coming up through the, the, you know, the ranks, you know, and you paste up the old paste up, you know, in dark rooms and shit like that. And, and to see what it's come to, it is just, it's appalling to me, but it became appalling to me a long time before that. When I first got to Washington in 1986 and I started, uh, somehow I got mixed up with this particular clique of upcoming journalists, uh, 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 many names I could drop and people would go, really? But I'm not going to do that. Uh, this is, it, it's not fair. Uh, oh, that's just between but, us chickens here, buddy. Yeah. It's just not fair. Uh, I'm not going to stoop that low. But um, I had experiences with top, top, uh, newspapers, uh, news agencies in Washington. And it is a cutthroat backstabbing, um, bullshit. Let's, uh, let's see how we can spin this into this and how we can write the headline for this to say this journalism. And, you know, I had been in Washington for just a few months in early 86 Greenhorn and was suddenly thrust into this crap uh, and quickly realized, whoa, this is the way it really is. And no signs that it uh, will be improving anytime soon, huh? I haven't really seen any. I mean, I could mention four names that people would immediately recognize, um, but I'm not. But I dealt with them directly, personally, every day. And the anger, the angst, the profanities, the backstabbing, the the crap that came out of these people. Um, some people wouldn't want to uh, actually acknowledge if I revealed their names. Well, we are now down to two minutes before end of show. Now, I want to get everybody uh, cognizant of what is happening uh, with you and your program. Now, what are you going to be calling it? Uh, I think we're still going to go with Homeland Security off the record uh, or National Security off the record. It's going to deal uh, with new, uh, with old new and emerging threats to national security uh, across the waterfront, whether it be uh, espionage, counterintelligence, uh, maritime, air, uh, air aviation, um, border, 
we will have on uh, past and present undersecretaries of the Department of Homeland Security, FBI, CIA, uh, all the major uh, agencies. Well, buddy, uh, I got to tell you, this sounds exciting. Do you have a start date yet? Um, Bill, <laughs> can you drop We're, in here quick? I think it's uh, uh, January 11th, 9th. I believe. January 9th. 9th, okay, January All 9th. Right. Yeah. January 9th. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you have heard it. Mr. Anthony, Tony Kimmery, he's going to be coming up uh, tonight. Tony, this has been fantastic. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming on tonight. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And, and, and uh, you and Ricky have been good, uh, dear friends for a long, long time, and I appreciate uh, you know everything you've done for me. Oh, hey, hey, if I did anything, which I really don't know what the hell it would have been, it's been a pleasure. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for tonight. Uh, Just think, two weeks from today is Christmas Day. Uh, Good Lord willing, the river don't rise. We're going to be back in one week. Uh, I'll let you know what is up on the burner. That's it for tonight. Have a fantastic weekend. And, uh, Tony, uh, Godspeed, my friend. And you too, my friend.